Acoustic guitars and singer-songwriters go together like peanut butter and jelly, bacon and eggs, butter and popcorn. You get the idea. So to celebrate the acoustic guitar being a facilitator for brilliant lyrics, in today's show, I'll be listing off 10 of the most impactful singer-songwriter albums. Hey, TAC family, welcome to episode 206 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. This show's all about bringing fun, focus, and progress to your guitar journey through my weekly Guitar Geek list, plus success stories from your fellow TAC members. Have you ever felt like a bouncy ball within your guitar journey? Like you just go from one thing to the next and you never gain any real traction? Well, that's exactly how TAC family member Todd H. felt, but he turned things around in a huge way. You're gonna hear Todd's story in just a little bit, not to mention, you're gonna see what the TAC fam is working on this week in Tuesday's TAC Guitar Lick Challenge. Plus, you're gonna get your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use, which includes hearing a fresh guitar for the very first time, celebrating a huge anniversary for an amazing inlay artist, plus, the new music train is just gonna keep on rolling along. But first, let me share with you the 10 singer-songwriter albums that completely changed my world. We're gonna go through these 10 albums in a countdown fashion, leading up to the number one spot, the album that had the biggest influence on me, my appreciation for the acoustic guitar, and my appreciation for the songwriting craft. Now, for those of you wanting to do a full deep dive and hear all the songs that I mentioned today, don't worry, I've got you covered. I've created a Spotify playlist for you. You can find that in the link down below. Let's dive into the countdown. Coming in at the number 10 position is an album by Joni Mitchell. Yes, indeed, Ladies of the Canyon. Her third studio album, it was released in 1970. And to me, the highlighted song, the song that completely changed my world and gave me this, this huge appreciation for lyrics is The Circle Game. Now, I, I typed out some lyrics and I wanted to share this with you because the highlighted lyric for me from this song is this. 16 springs and 16 summers gone now. Cartwheels turn to car wheels through the town. And they tell him, take your time, it won't be long now till you drag your feet to slow the circles down. Whoa, I just got goosebumps reading that. Pretty darn amazing. Let's move on to the number nine spot. And don't worry, you're gonna hear some of these songs a little bit later. I gotta motor through these first couple positions because chances are you've, you've likely heard these songs already. The ones coming up, you probably haven't heard before. Coming in at number nine is Bob Dylan's Freewheelin' Bob Dylan album. Yes, indeed, that was released in 1963. And for me, the highlighted song was, is A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. And the highlighted lyric from that song is this. I met one man who was wounded in love. I met another man who was wounded with hatred. It's two lines, but it really makes you think. That was an album that I discovered when I was in college and I thought to myself, wow, there is a lot of magic contained in these songs. And indeed, there is. Moving on to the number eight spot. The number eight spot is an album by Towns Van Zandt. It's a self-titled album that was released in 1969. What's the highlighted song? I'll be here in the morning. What's the highlighted lyric from that song? Well, let me go ahead and read it to you. All the mountains and the rivers and the valleys can't compare to your blue lit dancing eyes and yellow shining hair. First of all, it's magic. The descriptors, magic. But the fact that the rhyme is so dead on, it's just it just shows the magic of lyrics. I've said that a lot. I'm going to keep saying it because these 10 albums really transformed me on a musical level, but also just on a human level. 
Album number seven that changed my life in terms of a, a singer-songwriter album is James Taylor's Sweet Baby James, released in 1970. What's the highlighted song? Well, it's Sweet Baby James. What's the highlighted lyric? Let me go ahead and read it to you. Now, the first of December was covered with snow. Yes, and so was the turnpike from Stockbridge to Boston. Now, the Berkshires, they seem dreamlike on account of that frosting, with 10 miles behind me and 10,000 more to go. It's almost hard to read these lyrics lyrics without singing them. Um, just such an iconic song and one that I remember uh, putting in the CD on a road trip when I was, I want to say I was maybe 19, freshly 19, and just putting Sweet Baby James on repeat. I was driving in my 1996 Ford Taurus. It was red. It had hail damage on it. I bought it for a buck. Uh, thank you very much. I wish I had a picture to show you. I don't. Uh, but it was, a, it was a real hot rod, let me tell you that. Okay, now we're going to get into listening to some of these songs because I'll, I'll read the highlighted lyric, but that simply doesn't do it justice. Plus, I think these next six albums, some of you may not have ever heard before. And I think not only is this a list of 10 awesome singer-songwriter albums, it's a list of new music you can discover. Plus, we got new music coming up later. It's a dandy show. It is a dandy show, folks. Okay, the number six spot is Nick Drake's Pink Moon album. This was released in 1972. To me, the highlight song from this album is the song called Parasite. And the lyric that I love from this album, or from this song, rather, is the first lyric of this song. It's the first line. When lifting the mask from a local clown and feeling down like him. Wow, talk about power in a sentence. But me reading it doesn't really do it justice, so let's go ahead and listen to it right now. Lifting the mask from a local clown, feeling down like him. The number five album belongs to Guy Clark, but no, it's not his old number one album. In fact, it's an album that was released much later. In 1995, Guy Clark released the album Dublin Blues, and that's the album from Guy that really hit me where I needed to be hit. What's the highlighted song from Dublin Blues? Well, it's the title track, Dublin Blues, and what's the lyric that I love? It is this. I loved you from the get-go, and I'll love you till I die. I loved you on the Spanish steps the day you said goodbye. Seems like just a heart-wrenching lyric. In fact, that whole song is heart-wrenching. You need to hear a little piece of it. Here it is. And I loved you from the get-go I love you till I die And I loved you on the Spanish steps day you said goodbye the number four album comes from the songwriter's songwriter, Daryl Scott. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who Daryl Scott is, you need to do yourself a favor and go out and get all of the things that he's recorded. Specifically, this album released in 1997 entitled Aloha from Nashville. I feel like this album contains pure lyrical brilliance. And the song I'm going to highlight off of this album is entitled You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive. And the selected lyric I have is one that is it seems so simple, so simply descriptive, but it's just, it's an observation that's like, yeah, that really paints a picture. Here it is. Where the sun comes up about 10 in the morning and the sun goes down about three in the day. Now you have to hear Daryl sing it because it has a little bit more of an impact that way. So let's go ahead and listen. Where the sun comes up about 10 in the morning and the sun about three in the day 
you fill your cup? Here we are on the top three singer-songwriter albums. The top three singer-songwriter albums that completely changed my life and my perspective on songwriting. And they all happen to be fairly recent. I've got two albums here from 2004, one from 1996. And I guess now that I say it out loud, those aren't terribly recent. I mean, it certainly wasn't yesterday. But in the scope of the albums I've covered so far, uh, a few being released in the 70s, one being released in 1963, I feel like 96 and 2004 are fairly recent. So let's move on to the number three spot. And occupying the number three spot is Iron and Wine's album, Our Endless Numbered Days. And to me, the highlighted song off of this album is Sunset Soon Forgotten. This album was released in 2004 when it came out it pretty much hit me on the side of the head like a two by four. It's simply beautiful. It's stark, it's sparse, the focus is on the lyrics, and wow, they are powerful indeed. The selected lyric that I'd like to share with you from the song Sunset Soon Forgotten is this. Be this sunset one for keeping. This June, Bug Street sings low and lovely. Those Band-Aid children chased your dog away. And to me, it just, it just paints the picture of summer. It really does. It just reminds me of being a kid and it being summertime. No school, just hanging out, listening to the sounds, feeling the feels, and doing kid stuff. Let's go ahead and listen to a chunk of this song right now. Be the sunset one for keeping As Junebug Street sings Album number two is an absolute classic, released in 1996 by Gillian Welch. It's entitled Revival. This album is one, when I first heard it, I thought that nearly all of these songs were traditional songs. Come to find out, Gillian Welch and David Rawlings wrote most of them which completely floored me because it sounded like you could take these songs, place them back in the late 1800s, and they'd fit in just fine. Kind of a mind-blowing revelation for me as a young acoustic guitarist, just kind of starting to dip my toe in the, in the world of, of folk and Americana and acoustic guitar-driven singer-songwriting, um, singing and songwriting. This album is one that you need to have in your record collection, plain and simple. Again, it was released in 1996. The featured song that I want to share with you is Annabelle, and the featured lyric is one that is dark, but wow, it is beautifully written. It is this. When I'm dead and buried, I'll take a hard life of tears from every day I've ever known. Anna's in the churchyard. She got no life at all. She's only got these words on a stone. Whoa, again, goosebumps. Let's go ahead and listen to Gillian Welch sing that. When I'm dead and buried, I'll take a hard life of tears. Every day I've ever known. Anna's in the churchyard, she got no life at all. She only got these words on the stone. Here we 
we are on the number one album. The album that had the biggest impact on me, my perspective of the acoustic guitar as a songwriting tool, and my appreciation for the songwriting craft. Every song on this album, to me, is, is pure brilliance. I feel like this album is full of lyrical gold, and it's one of those albums that every time you listen to it, you get another perspective, another piece of the story. You notice another lyric or something else stands out to you. And to me, this record is timeless. It was released in 2004 by Jeffrey Foucault. It's entitled Stripping Kane. If you don't have this album, if you've never heard of Jeffrey Foucault, do yourself a huge favor. Check out his entire discography. I would encourage you start with this album, but you don't have to. I feel like he's one of the best modern songwriters we have. Um, and wow, just a just a brilliant lyricist. I, I can't I can't say enough praise about him. Uh, or this particular album. The highlighted song is Northbound 35, and the lyric, I actually pulled out two passages from this song because, wow, they're just written brilliantly. I, I'm gonna use the B word a lot, brilliantly. Uh, here are the highlighted lyrics. I saw an elsebound train on the overpass in the driving rain. Every ticket costs the same for where you can't go. Whoa, check out this next passage. We fought all night and then we danced in your kitchen. You were as much in my hands as water or darkness or nothing can ever be held. Again, me just simply reading this doesn't really do it justice. You have to hear these pieces of the song. So without further ado, here's Jeffrey Foucault performing Northbound 35. We fought all night and then we danced In your kitchen And you were as much in my hands as water Okay, Tac Fam, it's your turn. In the comments below, let me know a singer-songwriter album that completely changed your life. And bonus points if you happen to quote a lyric in the comments below as well. Okay, moving on to the next segment of the show, your new favorite segment. Yes, it's Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge Day. Here's the deal. You know, within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, we rotate through the five essential categories of guitar improvement. Every single day, there's a new daily challenge focusing on one of those categories. Monday, you have a technique challenge. Tuesday, you have a guitar lick challenge. Wednesday, you have an improvisation challenge. Thursday, you have a rhythm guitar challenge. And Friday, you have a chord transition challenge. It's Tuesday. It's Acoustic Tuesday. The TAC fam is working on a guitar lick, so I thought I should include that in the Acoustic Tuesday show. I should show you the lick and show you how it makes sense within music. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the Tuesday TAC Guitar Lick Challenge. The Guitar Lick Challenge on tap for you today is entitled Pledge Power. Yes, indeed, it is cleaning week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge. Every challenge you're gonna run into this week has a, a cleaning theme of sorts. You've got Pledge Power, which is the lick you'll be learning today. You've got uh, Scrubbing Bubbles and Arm and Hammer. Why are they named this, Tony? Well, yes, there's a cleaning theme, but there's also a pun embedded in this in that this entire week is all about open D major tuning. One of the most beautiful tunings, one of the most clean tunings that I've ever come across. Now, what I'm gonna do is go ahead and show you this lick uh, so you get a sense of what it sounds like, and then I'm gonna move it into a musical context for you so you could see it in use and see how it could be useful to you in your guitar journey. So with that being said, here is the Pledge Power Guitar Lick Challenge. 
So this lick pretty much uses every string in open D tuning, and for good reason. It just sounds so awesome. I love open D tuning. Now, for those of you who don't know uh, how to tune your guitar to open D major tuning, let me just go over it with you real quick here. You're gonna take your low E string, tune it down to a D. Your A string stays the same. Your D string stays the same. The G string goes down to an F sharp. The B string goes down to an A, and the high E goes down to a D. Now, for those of you wanting to learn this lick note by note, TACFAM, all you have to do is log in. This challenge is awaiting you on your homepage. Just go ahead and click Start Challenge because it's Tuesday. Tuesday is Guitar Lick Challenge Day. Just go ahead and click Start Challenge and you'll go right to the teaching video for this particular lick where I teach it to you note for note, and then you can move on to the play along video. Choose a speed that's comfortable for you, and then don't forget you can always open up the tab in a separate window window and kind of have the two side by side. So you can cross-reference cross what you're playing versus what's on the tab and kind of have this wonderful little guitar learning experience. Okay, so this particular lick, how do you use it? Because alone, it sounds really cool. I mean, I think you could just play it alone and get a lot of juice out of it, you know? There's another thing I should mention in that this, this lick utilizes uh, the finger style technique. Specifically, it utilizes three finger rolls, okay? Now a roll is just a fancy name for a pattern that your fingers follow. In this case, it's thumb, index, middle, followed by middle, index, thumb. So it's kind of a forward roll and a backward roll. Again, I go over all this within the lesson inside Tony's Acoustic Challenge. So how do you use this lick? Well, there's two ways that I wanna highlight here. The first is that I want you to use it as an idea seed, a launching pad, if you will. If you're not familiar with open detuning, this is a wonderful way to start kind of dipping your toe in the water of this wonderful open tuning. And one of the things I love about open tunings is that they kind of dictate where you should go in that since you're tuned to an open chord, it'll tell you very quickly what sounds good and what doesn't sound good. So you can take just one single piece of this lick, right, that little hammer-on portion, even on the, the A string, and you can start moving that around. Right, so you can just take a small little piece of this lick move it around and kind of create a song or a melody that's pleasing to your ears. The other way that you can use this particular lick is a resolving lick, meaning if you're familiar with open detuning and you find yourself finger picking along and you wanna go back to a D chord, this lick will get you there in kind of an interesting and an ear pleasing fashion. Let me give you an example of what that sounds like. great way, again, to get back to that D chord. It's a great way to kind of accentuate the fact that you're arriving at your tonal home, especially when you're tuned, again, to open D tuning. When you go to that D chord, it's kind of like this, this triumphant return to home. 
Anyways, I, I hope you dig this lick. And one quick thing before we get back to the show. I want you to know that you can pull a small win out of anything from your playing session. Let's take this for example. If you're new to guitar and open tuning is a little bit intimidating to you, the fact that you're trying open tuning today is a small win, one worthy of celebration. Maybe you're just getting started in finger picking and you just picked up the basics of a roll through this lick. That's a small win. Maybe you've used open detuning for a long time and this particular lick opened up a gateway to some melodies or some ideas that you previously didn't have. That's a small win. What I'm saying is always find the small win in your playing session and celebrate it. It's the key to a solid habit, to a solid guitar routine. I have so much fun during that segment of the show and I hope that that segment of the show brings a lot of fun to you and your guitar journey as well. You know, back at the beginning of the show, I asked the question, you know, do you ever feel like a bouncy ball within your guitar journey where you go from one thing to the next and you never gain any traction? Well, that's exactly how TAC family member Todd H. felt. In fact, here's his life before he had a guitar routine. Okay, so before I had a guitar routine, I would watch various how-to videos uh, on YouTube. I was reading and listening to uh, Hal Leonard books and tracks, um, et cetera. I would learn a new chord or a scale. I would start on a song, um, but really wasn't making any progress. and was just kind of bouncing from thing to thing. It's such a bummer when you feel like you have everything at your fingertips, yet you still can't make any progress. The books are there, the DVDs are there, the YouTube is there, it's all there. All these resources are there, but they kind of create this conundrum of choice. You almost get paralyzed by trying to pick one, and then when you pick one, you feel like, am I missing out on something else? So you get thrown right back into this feedback loop of, I gotta make a choice, but there's too many choices, and then you don't progress at all. Well, Todd H. implemented a guitar routine, and here's how his life changed. So after applying a routine to my practice, I started to build core foundational skills. I started working through exercises which strengthened my fingers uh, and my brain, uh, sort of like going to a guitar gym, and started to see progress. And progress is exciting and it makes you want to practice more. Similar to making dental hygiene a habit, having a dedicated guitar practice has made guitar more of a habit. I don't have to plan for it or think about it. I already have a solid routine. And as an aspiring songwriter, I'm now more able to get ideas out of my head through the guitar. Uh, adopting Tony's view of the guitar and music in general as it being an epic journey has helped me to frame things in my mind in such a way that this is pretty much fun. I know where I was two years ago when I started guitar and tack, and I know where I'm at now, and I know where I want to go next, and I, I believe I have the tools to get there and enjoy the journey. So. It's so awesome to hear that Todd's guitar routine has impacted so many areas of his guitar journey. It's so cool to hear that, you know, his guitar routine is now unconscious. He doesn't even think about it. He just plays guitar every day. And more so, it's impacted his songwriting. He's able to take ideas out of his head regularly because he wants to pursue songwriting. I thought that was a cool full circle moment since, well, we're talking about songwriting in today's episode. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. It's time for acoustic news you can use, and wow, 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 let's dig right in. First up, on September 10th, Bela Fleck released My Bluegrass Heart. This album is awesome. It's a modern masterpiece. It's kind of a continuation of his bluegrass sessions, and I gotta tell you, this album contains all the players. All of them. All the players. You got Molly Tuttle, Billy Strings, Tony Trishka, Brian Sutton, my mind's gonna explode. Jerry Douglas, Stuart Duncan. I'm forgetting probably another million. I think Noam Pakelny's on it. Um, it. It's got all the players. You need this album. If you've never heard Bluegrass before, this would be a really fun album to get as your first foray into the genre. Uh, just to give you a little sample, here's one of my favorite tracks off of the album entitled Our Little Secret. Our next piece of news comes from Daisy Tempest in the UK. Now that name might sound familiar because just a few episodes back, I announced that she completed her first guitar under the Tempest guitar's name and that her order books were open. And we were only able to see the guitar at that point in time. Well today, you're gonna hear that guitar. In fact, Daisy is gonna play and sing for us using that very guitar. Here she is. you're sitting at a railroad crossing in your car and the train's just going by and you think to yourself, this is the longest train ever. And you kind of look down the track and you just see car after car after car after car. That's kind of how I feel about new music this summer, except it's really awesome because the new music train continues to roll. I feel like every day, every week, there's new albums coming out, there's new singles. It's amazing. I love it, and I love sharing it with you. In fact, the single that I want to bring to your attention was released by Courtney Hartman. This was a couple of weeks ago, and the single is entitled Moon Talk. Uh, it's, it's a single off of her forthcoming album, Glade. I'm not entirely sure that's the official name, but it doesn't matter because this single is out right now, and it's a treat to listen to. Let's give it a, just a quick little listen right now. Holding, holding, holding Mom's up high like I think a celebration is in order, Guitar Geeks. A celebration is in order. Grit Laskin. If that name does not ring a bell, go ahead and type it into the Google machine, Grit Laskin, and click image search. You're gonna see some of the most beautifully inlaid guitars you've ever seen in your life. He's celebrating his 50th anniversary as a guitar builder slash inlay artist. Amazing, huge congratulations to Grit. But you might be asking yourself, how's he celebrating this anniversary? Well, Guitar Geeks, he's of course building a guitar and inlaying it beautifully. Uh, it's gonna be available at the North American Guitar. You gotta check it out. It contains some nods to the folks that got him interested in music, that got him interested in guitar building. And it's just, I, I mean, aside from it being just a really cool guitar to lay your eyes upon, 
the fact that it has such sentimental value, a 50th anniversary, 50 years of honing in a craft, and, and I gotta tell you, Grit is at the top of his game. He is the top of the top of the top. Uh, just so cool. So again, congratulations, Grit. Next, I have another picture for you. Uh, it was posted on Tony McManus's Instagram, and it's simply a picture of Linda Manzer's 36-string Picasso guitar, 36 strings. Uh, not sure how you tune it, not sure how you play it, but holy smokes, Linda had to dream that thing up and execute it. Stunning, beautiful, amazing. Everybody needs to know about this guitar. It's just, it's, it feels like a, um, like a, a feat in and of itself. The fact that it is an instrument that is not completely imploding under string pressure, pretty darn amazing. I've got one more piece of news for you, and it has to do with an album that I have long awaited, that many of you have long awaited. It is officially out now. It's been out for some weeks. Uh, Riddy Armin's self-titled album is officially out. I've been so excited for this, as I've mentioned. I think she is just an outstanding singer-songwriter. Wow, full circle moment. We talked about songwriters at the beginning. We're wrapping up with songwriters. Uh, as I mentioned, her self-titled um, debut <laughs> debut LP. I had a loss for words. Her debut album is officially out. Make sure to check it out. In fact, I want to feature uh, an, uh, a song off of that album that I think everybody should hear, uh, and then everybody should go and run out and get that album. It's, it's a track entitled Problems of My Own. Here's a quick little snippet. Mama's weeping Daddy stayed out again Well, I'm a grower fast, never look back, find some problems of my own. Ladies and gentlemen, guitar geeks of all ages, my gas tank is empty. I'm running out of words, as you can tell, and I think it's time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, let's take a sneak peek into next week. And next week, we're gonna visit Lightning Hopkins. We're gonna learn some lessons from Lightning Hopkins, some playing lessons, some philosophy lessons, some life lessons. That's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. And remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday, well, every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. here on YouTube. I wanna thank you so much for joining me today. And before I let you go, please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you for being a guitar geek. Again, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. And I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers, guitar geeks unite.